those of you who are uh, parents or, you know, have had parents, <laughs> which is pretty much everyone, um, consider why does a parent give rules to their children? Uh, why does a parent set boundaries on behavior? Why does a parent, uh, you know, give chores to their kids? Uh, all of these things. What is the root of it? Now, when we're kids, we think it's just awful, you know, that it's not really meant for our good at all, right? Who likes to take out the trash? I mean, nobody really likes it. Um, when my mother was ruthless, and um, she, <laughs> every day I'd get home from school, I had, I had a list, and uh, my friends would joke with me, what's your list going to say today? You know, this long list of hours of work. And uh, I might be exaggerating a little, and, um, <laughs> but it seemed like it. You know, why as parents or anybody in authority do we give rules, etc.? For the sake of the rule, or for that which we hope the rule or the discipline might bring about? It's a, it's a very important question, because... Um, you know, as a parent, if we're just giving rules to give rules, or for our own benefit, there's not going to be a lot of merit there. But, you know, if we're, if we're teaching our kids, look, you know, if, if I wanted the trash done right, I'd do it myself. The reason I'm giving it to you, and the reason it's your responsibility, is because I'm trying to teach you something. I'm trying to teach you about responsibility. I'm trying, to teach, I'm trying to build up virtue within you. You know, why, you know, why do you need to clean your room? You know, I mean, trust me, when you're 48 and you live alone, you don't have to clean your room anymore. But when you're, <laughs> I mean, you don't have to. But when you're little, you, you got to do all the stuff your parents tell you to do. And, you know, what's the point of it? Well, the point of it isn't just so that the room will be cleaned. Right? The idea is that we're trying to teach our kids to take care of things that belong to them. Right? To, to honor what they've been given, the gifts that they've been given. So the point is, the point I'm trying to make is that the rules or the laws always point to a greater good. That laws or rules for the sake of themselves have very little merit. Now in the life of the Jews... The, the Lord revealed to them a lot of law. I mean, really, it's, it's a religion of lots and lots of laws. But the Jews did not receive these laws or commandments or the law as God being unloving. It was quite the opposite. They understood that a loving father will direct his children will tell his children what's right and what's wrong. Why? Because he loves his children. And because we know that children can hurt themselves, right? If they, if they disobey, if they commit certain actions, certain actions can really harm people. So an important question that we, we need to entertain about God is this, and his laws. Does God command an action because it is good? 
Or is an action good because it is commanded by God? Does God command an action because it's good? Or is an action good because it's commanded by God? This is an important question. Why is it important? Because if something is good merely because it's commanded, then there is no sort of objective good. Then it's whatever God says is good. And there's some religions that follow that, and they do awful and horrible things in the name of religion. But in the Catholic tradition, and really, you know, much of Judaism, would say that, no, what God commands is already good. He's just trying to preserve the good in our lives or in our society. Okay, so you move to the Gospel. You have the presentation of the Lord. Jesus and, Ma- Jesus and Mary and Joseph um, go to the temple. I mean, you know, Jesus is presumably being carried. Um, but they go to the temple to do what? To, to make a sacrifice. Right? And for the Lord uh, to be given to Simeon for the, for the rituals to be done without getting into specifics. They go to thank God through this act of sacrifice for their child. They go to present their child, Jesus, to the Lord, to dedicate Him to God. Now, it is a commandment that they do this. God did command that parents do this, that they take their child to the temple and that they make an offering to God on His behalf. And so you could say, well, I'm just doing it because it's commanded. Well, but is there a greater good that the Lord is trying to bring about? Of course there is. He knows that it's good for His people to give praise to Him and thanks to Him. It's good for His people to bring their child right forward and dedicate Him to Himself. He knows it's good for us to do such things. Just like it's good for us, I mean, if you go through the Ten Commandments, do you know all the Ten Commandments? Every once in a while I quiz the adults and they get really nervous. So if you go through the commandments, you know, uh, thou shall not kill. It's a pretty good one. It's good for us not to kill. You know, thou shall not lie. It's eight. It's good for us not to lie. Nine and ten, coveting. It's good for us not to be covetous. To have no other gods but God, that's number one. That's good for us. So, the commandments point to a good. It's not just about, you know, and it's, it's sort of an American thing that, you know, the more rules we have, the more that my freedom is restricted. But really, the commandments open up freedom for us. It's good not to be a murderer. And it's good to know that that's not a good life. It's good not to be a liar. It's good to be a person who worships God, honors their parents, etc. These are good for us. So let's look at Sunday Mass. Do you know what number that is? Three? Keep honor the keep, uh, honor the Sabbath. Keep holy the Sabbath. The Church teaches that 
To miss Mass without a serious reason is a mortal sin. I've said this in numerous churches. This is the first time I've really said it here. But the last church I was at, I said it, and I had all these people coming out, and they said, really? It's a mortal sin? I said it's one of the, it's one of the ten. It's in the top ten list. And it's high. It's three. But, you know, I think, I think in, in our society, we look at that and we think, well, gosh, come on, Father. Like, why, why should that be a mortal sin, you know, to miss Mass without an ex- without a exceptional reason? You're sick. Your, your freedom is limited, etc. There can be legitimate reasons. Why would the church place such... And when did the church start teaching it? The church hasn't always had it on the books. Missing Mass without an exceptional reason is a mortal sin. It's not always been on the books. When did it get on the books? Well, for the majority of Christianity, it never had to be stated. Because our ancestors, uh, the Israelites, all knew you had to worship because it was commanded. And in the early church, it was never in doubt. It wasn't in doubt for a long time that you just you worship God on Sunday because it was a commandment. It didn't have to go on the books until people started not obeying that commandment. But let's look at this, because I think, I think this, this particular commandment is a good one that elucidates the tension we have between being told what to do and saying, well, shouldn't my act of worship be a free act? You know, why ought it be commanded? It's important for us to look at this. And we see that Joseph Joseph and Mary, of course, are honoring God's law. The reason why God commands the Sabbath is not just about Mass. And it's not just about watching the Green Bay Packers. It's, It's because worshiping God is good for us. It's because God created us in such a way that we are made to worship Him. And when, when people stop doing that, when people stop being people who worship God, when the society ceases to become godly, we lose our true nature as people created by God. All right. So if we believe that God has created all things and all of us out of love, and that every good thing comes from God, would it not follow, does it not follow, that it's good for us to say thank you? That it's good for us to honor the One who gave us all these things? And the reason why the Lord commands it, and you might say, well, the church, it's not about the church commanding it. The church is just reminding us of the third commandment. That's divine revelation. The reason why it's a obligatory, isn't to limit us. It's to open up for us and to continue to to keep open our true nature, which is that we are spiritual beings. We are spiritual beings who need to be in contact with God on a regular basis. Why honor the Sabbath? Because it's good for us to do it. I mean, most of the time we feel better after we went to Mass most of the time, except when Father talks about going to Mass, or money, 
or, you know, <laughs> you know, something else, right? I mean, once in a while we can be challenged and we might think, oh, gosh, I don't know about that. But most of the time, you know, even if we've been away for a while, which happens, right? It happens. People, they don't go to Mass for a while and then they kind of get back to it or they, I'm sure there's a few of you who just popped in, you know, this Sunday and maybe you've been away for a while and, and you should feel good about being here. All of us should feel good about being here. Every single one of us. Because what we do here is great. And it's much greater than ourselves. To come here and to offer our lives as worship to God. We're not coming here principally for what we get. And see, this is the problem. This is why it's difficult to explain it even to the kids. Ah, it's boring. I don't want to go. I'm tired. I want to stay at home. Or maybe that's your husband. I don't know. But <laughs> it's, <laughs> you know, I mean, when you become a priest, it, it gets more interesting because you're busy the whole time. But, but I get it sitting out there, you know. Your mind can wander, and it, it's just the human, it's a human, it's a human reality. But the, the greater reality is that we are not coming to get something. We ought to be coming first to give. That needs to be our act, our principal act of being here. We are coming to give worship to God. We are coming to give praise to God. Think of it this way. God asks that you give Him an hour once a week. How many hours are there in a week? Blaze, how many? Yeah, I don't know either. There's lots, right? Anyone? Mathematician? What? 60? 168. Thank you. Boy, oh boy. What, what, 112? We don't know. There's a lot of hours in the week. <laughs> our math capacity has really decreased in our... By the way, we should do math too. Anyway, um, a lot of hours in the week. God asked for one. It's not too much. It's not too much. And I'm not saying that to make you feel guilty. I'm just saying that to say, that's really all he's asking. I mean, he wants a little more than that, obviously, but basically, he's saying, come and worship me one hour a week. Can't you do that? And again, I'm not saying it, if you're feeling guilty, that ain't my fault, by the way, but I'm not saying it to make you feel guilty. I'm just putting it into perspective. You know, look at all of the things we do in life. Look at all of the really valuable things that we give our lives to. Is it not a great thing to give our family this time. And then if we get something, you know, if the music is good, which it is, if the homily is good, it's good enough, you know. If the donuts are good, you know, those are all bonuses. And of course, the greatest bonus of all is the Holy Eucharist. Because not only do we come and we worship God, which is good for our souls and orients us properly in life, but He gives us back himself. We bring ourselves, and he gives his self in the Holy Eucharist. And we need it. We need this time. So thank you for being here. Thank you for being here. It means the world to me. It really does. As a priest, to see people at Mass, you might think, well, geez, Father, you know, I mean, we're... But, you know, think about being here alone. Being the only one here. 
It's, it's beautiful that you're here. If you're getting back on track, get back on track. If you know somebody out there who's not coming, just invite them. Welcome them in. And say, you know, it's good. It's good. It's good for us. It's good for you. Please stand.